one year I kind of got an idea, you know, I almost tried trap. I like to trap, I like to make lure, and I like to write. Where can it go from here? You would be able to spend more time in the woods. I was losing money in the fish trapping, but I didn't care. Getting the traps out there is the hardest part, I think, with them. I would leave the critters in the back of my truck in the high school parking lot. We're going to set traps, like, no matter what. Some of these guys have trapped these areas for generations. We got through the fur boom. This is Northern Michigan. This is what you do. Trappers love game trappers in a positive light. I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Do you know everything? This will be fun. Trying to learn something from these legends. Ask questions without asking questions. Volumes of Perfect and Game magazine. The structure from Perigo Gorman. Herb Lennon's articles, the Herb Lennon ads to information, trapping radios. We are trappers on ourselves. To me, that's pretty important. Alright, everybody listening to me? Develop a system yet that's working ahead of time to build big trapping. If you got very bullshit saying the judge, you got bog trap. They start talking about these big fans. Most of my tunes are coming from up top, not down bottom. Probably the best part of the country in the world. I don't get any better. Trying to set predator trash and trash waders. The back of that beaver looks like a sheer. You better edit this part out. Yeah, we better. Hello and welcome to the Trapping Today podcast. This is Jeremiah Wood. Great to be here. Thanks for listening in. Glad to have you. I am not in the fur shed. I'm in a hotel room. Long story, not going to get into it, but everything is good. And uh, let's get into the show. The podcast is brought to you by Cots Brothers Lures, K A A T Z B R O S dot com. Cots Bros has what you need to get started on the trap line traps, baits, snares, uh, books, DVDs, lure, everything you need to get going. Go to cotsbros.com. Brought to you by OnX Maps. Use your phone as a GPS on the trap line. Go to onxmaps.com and Use the promo code TRAP, T-R-A-P, for 20% off of your first purchase. And Moyle Mink and Tannery. Get your fur tanned by the professionals. Moyle Mink is a family-run operation out of Idaho. Do an excellent job. Really quality product. And uh, whether you're looking for a wall hanger, whether you're looking for uh, tan first to start on projects for sewing and making mitts and hats and everything else, Check out Moyle, M-O-Y-L-E dot net, and use their online customer portal to uh, get a little bit of uh, lightning speed to your tanning process. Puts you probably, oh, maybe a month ahead of uh, schedule. So anyway, thanks guys for listening in, and I'm going to make this intro short. Just a a quick mention of last week's uh, little impromptu uh, podcast, little thing I did in between last week's podcast and this week's, uh, talked about the future of the podcast and had an outpouring of emails from folks uh, in the audience and thank you guys for that everybody who sent me a message uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of support a lot of people that are real thankful for the podcast and um, it's good to know it's good to it's good to hear from you guys um, a lot of people want to see the thing uh, continue on um, and we'll just kind of see how things go this winter and then, and then we'll, we'll move on from there and we'll, I'll be able to make a decision next spring. So anyway, um, this, uh, tonight's episode is part two of our little mini series on, on X for dummies. I had some requests, uh, recently to, to do a little more basic stuff on how to use on X on the trap line. And so uh, I went into it last week. I intended to do that in just one episode, but, uh, there's a lot of information to go through. So I ended up going long. And so, uh, 
this week. Uh, here's the rest of the Onyx for Dummies. Thank you guys for tuning in and stay tuned till the end of the show for the Cots Bros Deal of the Week. All right, continuing on for Onyx for Dummies. We talked about base maps, layers. Uh, well, first of all, we talked about how to get the app and how how to uh, to buy it and use how you can use it on both your phone and the web at the same time simultaneously back and forth. Um, we talked base maps, layers, how to toggle back and forth, how to turn them on and turn them off. Now I want to get into uh, more of the functionality here. Um, I think I think I should stop for a minute and just talk about using these maps and layers offline. Uh, because this is a, a really confusing thing for a lot of people, uh, and it was for me at first as well, that uh, what do I do when I get out of cell phone service? Because this is all fine and good, and I'm, I live in town, and I have everything available for me, but when I go in the woods, this isn't going to work, is it? Well, that's not true, and, and it's hard for people to believe, but essentially every smartphone uh, available today has a GPS unit uh, or G- GPS unit within it. So all phones basically have GPS capability and Onyx uses that GPS capability to use your phone as a GPS. As we all know, GPS does not require cell phone service. And so Onyx does recommend the best way to test how things are going to work when you leave and go in the woods rather than doing you just going in the woods and trying it and then maybe have a, a lost a ruined weekend because you you didn't something happen you didn't expect turn your phone on airplane mode uh, and by going in airplane mode it shuts off your cell signal and then you'll know this is what it's going to look like when i'm out of service then scroll to the area that you're going to go in notice that the maps don't load you're not going to see a base map because that requires cell service if you haven't downloaded on your phone. But you are going to see everything that is downloaded uh, onto, everything that's available on your phone is going to show up in airplane mode. How do you go offline and take your maps with you? So your your waypoints are always going to be with you. Your tracks are always going to be with you unless you somehow, you know, if you haven't turned off, you're not going to see them. But that's all going to be available. That's on the web, on the web app. That's on your phone, okay? Saved to the memory of your phone. So no matter where you go, that's going to be there. So your waypoints are going to be there, but your background, uh, your maps are not. And the reason for this is maps are very, very data heavy, uh, especially aerial imagery. It is Aerial imagery requires uh, so much uh, space. To, they're just, it's just... There's so much information there, densely packed into a small file, that uh, it 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 really it takes a lot of space. And when you're in cell service, your phone connection is going to be constantly loading those maps. It's not going to have all the maps loaded. They're not going to be backed up on your phone or anything, because it's just going to pull what you need uh, for that particular time and place. So in order to go offline, you have to download offline maps that you're going to want to use. Um, that lower screen that has uh, all the, the map layers, offline maps, my content, tools, and tracking, you're just going to go over and you're going to tap on offline maps. 
Now, this is the place where you can tap go offline. That's going to, as far as I know, that's going to do the same thing as turning your plane, uh, your phone into airplane mode uh, or just going out in the woods without service. It's going to be uh, essentially the same thing. Um, and it's going to show you in the offline maps section, once you tap on that, what you have downloaded for offline maps. Now, I can see right now that uh, I've, uh, I have way more offline maps than I probably should, and that's probably part of why my phone storage is completely full. Um, but you have to download maps, that uh, aerial imagery that you want to use when you're in the woods. And, and this is going to be really valuable to have, so you're going to want to do as many as uh, you possibly can while not completely clogging up all the space on your phone. So what you do is... As you, as you have that offline maps tab pulled up, uh, you still have your map available above you on the phone screen, and you're going to be able to scroll around and zoom in and out like you always would, and find an area where you want a map. Now, if you have like I have, you've already downloaded a map in the past. That that area that you have maps downloaded for is going to be traced out in a white and red checkered line. And I have several, I have one, two, three, I have like half a dozen that are all kind of, or maybe eight or nine, they're all kind of taped, they're, they're um, pasted together, they're all kind of like touching each other. So basically I did an area and then I wanted to trap outside of that area and I just went down below there or, or to the west or to the east and added a map there. So so those are um, those are maps that are already downloaded. Now let's say you want to download a new map you need to go into the spot that um, well you, you have offline maps pulled up and you go into the area where you want to download the map and you hit the button new map okay it says new map now it's gonna give you a little warning it says you are online via your cell network if you're if you're not on Wi-Fi because they don't want Onyx doesn't want you to suck all your cell data dry uh, if you don't have to so uh, it says we recommend connecting to Wi-Fi to avoid data overage charges. Now, for me, I have an unlimited data plan, so I'm not worried about that. I just hit download, um, but you can cancel. You can go out. You can get on Wi-Fi, and uh, and you can continue on. So, when you hit download, it's going to pull up the screen that you were just at, where you had the map already in the area you wanted, and it's going to give you three options. Um, and these options are going to be the resolution of the map that you want uh, to save for offline use. And the reason you have these options is because you want to decide whether, okay, do I want to cover a huge area um, where I'm, you know, maybe I'm running a 50-mile trap line and I want to cover all of it, but I don't have enough data on my phone to save that, you know, maps for that whole area. So I'm going to go with a low resolution map. You have the low resolution option is it's going to give you a massive area. It's 150 miles wide uh, by, for me, it's 150 wide by 191 miles um, tall. That gives you, you know, in a lot of places your entire state or a good portion of your state is going to be within that map. This one is 281.6 megabytes. That's not going to give you the resolution, but it's going to give you very grainy aerial imagery that you could still use 
you can still identify roads, clear cuts, lakes, and ponds, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, the next lower option is the medium resolution, and that's 10 miles wide. So that's kind of a, a balance between uh, between the best resolution and the uh, size of the file. So uh, it's 10 by 12 miles in, in my option here, 86 megabytes. Or you can go with the high resolution. The high resolution is 5 miles wide. And that is 342 megabytes. So it's the same size as the, the 150 mile wide, but it is the best resolution that they have. And so you can zoom in and it's just like uh, Google Earth or it's just like using Onyx when you have cell service. And it's just beautiful. You can see every tree. You can see, you know, depending on your state, your imagery that's available for your area, you can see everything. So th those are those are the options that you're going to have. Uh, the five mile one, you know, if, if you have one specific area that you know you're going to spend most of your time on, maybe you're going to run a lot, trap line on foot and you're going to be walking. You're not going to go that far. Maybe you tack together uh, a couple of different uh, five mile area. Um, you know, tack together a couple couple of those next to each other and you've covered your whole area. Um, here is the cool thing. So uh, when you hit that and it shows you, okay, it shows you your area, just to step back for a second, um, you can hit save or you can decide, oh, it shows me where it's going to make my map. Ah, it's a little off. I want to move this a little bit to the side. You still can scroll back and forth, north, south, east, east west, and decide what you want centered on that map and what you want it to cover. And so it's not all finalized. Now you got, once you have your map centered right where you want, you know exactly where it's gonna be, you've decided on your resolution, you hit save, and that's gonna start downloading your map. When that is completed downloading, you're gonna have your offline map uh, for use. And then when you go out in the woods, what I would do before you go in the woods, go into air, airplane mode, and just go like outside of that map area and move around and scroll around and see what it looks like and then go in that map area and if you see that you know you don't get really good you may still see a really really grainy background at where you haven't downloaded a map but you get into your download area and you see boom it's just that's just like being online everything's good to go so those that's that's how you use offline maps um, and get them ready for use when you go in the woods and you know you're not going to have uh, cell service. Those are the basics of layers, maps, um, base maps, and functionality. Now, now I think we want to get into the important part that we haven't really talked about is markups, waypoints, lines, area, tracks. This is where you really use that functionality that you would with a, a regular GPS. This is where we're going to be spending a lot of time when we're on the trap line, marking trap locations, marking places we want to go back to and scout, marking observations, uh, running our tracks, everything else. So this is key. This is this is uh, the meat and potatoes of using Onyx. So we're back to our map, and we um, let's say we scrolled around. This is another key point. Okay, we've scrolled around all over the place and we don't know exactly where we are. Um, that bottom right corner of the screen, you're gonna have a crosshairs. You tap on that crosshairs and it's gonna bring you right back to where you're standing based on the GPS. And it's gonna be that blue dot with the white circle around it. Um, you can zoom in 
I'm zooming in, I'm scrolling around, I moved it around, now the dot is in the top uh, northwest corner of my my screen, boom, I hit the crosshairs, it pulls the screen all the way back to where it's the center of the screen. So that's always going to take you back to where you are. Now, if you hit that once, it takes you back to where you're in the center of the screen, shows where you're at, hit it again, that's going to turn into a compass. Um, that is all of a sudden going to show you the direction that you're facing and it's going to spin the map around just like you had a GPS where you want it up to be the direction that you're facing. So this is good for navigating when you're moving around whether you're walking or you're driving and you want to look and, and have that view like okay this is this is what's ahead of me this is what's behind me based on your direction rather than based on north-south. You tap that same button again and you're back to north-south. Okay, so the map is always going to be oriented north-south in the standard view. You tap the crosshairs and that's going to change and it's going to be oriented to the way that you're facing. And you tap it back and you're back. And and I do have some issues with the compass. It must be the compass on my phone is maybe not always calibrated right because sometimes it'll be off a little bit. But um, personally, I don't like that um, your direction facing up. I like north facing up all the time, even when I'm traveling different directions for some reason. Um, although I will, when I'm getting close to a waypoint, I'm on a windy road, sometimes I'll hit that just so I can um, I can kind of, my view ahead uh, is straight up on the phone. If that, if that makes any sense, I hope it does. So that's kind of part of your navigating. Um, now, if you just Again, like I said, you want information, you tap once on the area. It pulls up information about this area, whether you have, if you have layers pulled up, it'll give you info on the layers. Um, you just tap out of that, outside of that again, and you'll be back to where you started. Um, if you tap and hold down on an area, that's in a mark waypoint, okay? So uh, you tap and you hold down for like a second, and it's going to pop up the option to mark a waypoint. Now, you only want to do this if you want to mark a waypoint that you don't know you don't care about the exact precision of it. Okay, for instance, this is when you're scouting ahead of time, say, you're scrolling around on your phone and you see a field um, and you're convinced based on your aerial scouting, scouting from the couch, that the corner of that field where there, a road comes into that field, that that's going to be just an ideal spot for a coyote set. And you want to mark it ahead of time before you've even visited it. You tap down, hold that for half a second, and the red X is going to be on that spot. Okay, And the bottom of your screen is going to come up, and it's that's going to be the options for marking that waypoint. This is the basic add waypoint feature. Um, there are multiple ways to add a waypoint. Um, if you go on to tools and we're going back to the bottom screen, uh, the bottom toolbar that has map layers, offline maps, my content, tools and tracking. Uh, tap on tools and you're going to have a bunch of things that show up on tools. Uh, you're going to have line distance, area shape, add photo, add waypoint, mark my location. And you just hit add waypoint and it's going to add a waypoint right on the center of your screen. Uh, just like if you had tapped long on an area, it's going to add a waypoint right where you tapped. So that that screen will come up uh, from, from the bottom. You're going to have a form pop up, and it's going to give you a waypoint name. The default name is waypoint with 
the date, today's date, and the time. And you can just hit save, and it's going to have that red X on there with the name of the waypoint. It's going to be the date and the time. Um, you can hit, you can tap inside that uh, that field for the waypoint name, and you can exit that existing waypoint. You can delete that out, and you can type in a specific waypoint, say um, Coyote Hotspot. You type that in. Uh, you exit out of that, and then you're going to have a waypoint type. Uh, you have a ton of different options for type of waypoints, but the most important ones, you're going to have just the regular X. That's standard default. Uh, the trap, I, I, I'll I use the trap a lot of times. I usually use the red X, but you get the trap. So if, if you have waypoints for hunting and you have waypoints for trapping, this is how you separate them out. Um, you can add a photo. Uh, you can use a photo for that. You can click on more, and what it'll do is the ones that you recently used, it'll bring those up so that you can really quickly access them. But if you don't have one of those up as recently used, you just hit more, and you're going to get all the different waypoints. And there are, boy, dozens. There's dozens of waypoints. Um, and there's even different species of animals, like Pat. Connolly mentioned in a past episode they don't have everything. You got raccoon, uh, you got oh you got mountain lion, yeah you got a few others, but you're not gonna have uh, all of the fur bears. Coyote, you do have coyote, so we can hit coyote and we can mark this with uh, it's got a picture of a, a coyote's head. Uh, you can adjust, you can change the color of the waypoint. So like Pat mentioned before, you can color code different waypoints for different days or different types of trap lines. And then you have a spot to add notes. And so um, you can put excellent coyote location. And then you hit save and it saves that waypoint. If at any time you decide, well, I don't want to mark this as a waypoint, you just hit the back button and hit discard and you're done. You're out. It's out. Okay. Now, this is a uh, a very important thing to pay attention to because it's a major hang-up. It was causing issues with me in the past because I didn't understand it. Um, if you tap on and go to mark a waypoint, it's going to mark a waypoint right where you tap. If you hit tools and say add waypoint, it's going to add a waypoint right where you are on the screen, right in the center of the screen. That's going to pop up. Now, I would be standing 20 feet away. I'd, I'd, go, to, I'd go set a trap. Say I set a coyote trap and I walk 20, 30 feet back to the truck truck and I want to mark the waypoint and I hit mark waypoint. Um, it It's going to add the waypoint wherever I had the screen centered at the time. Um, if I am standing on where I set the trap and I scroll over just a little bit because I'm curious what the aerial imagery looks like uh, nearby where I set that trap in the corner of that field. And I scroll over a little bit and I think, oh no, that's nothing. I go scroll back and then I hit add waypoint. It's going to add the waypoint right on the center of the screen. So if I scroll back a little too far and I'm not right where I'm standing, it's going to add the waypoint. It could be 20 feet away. It could be 50 feet away. It could be 100 feet away from where my actual trap is. And so you need to be careful because add waypoint means add waypoint. It doesn't mean mark my location. And so I always now use mark my location instead of add waypoint. Now, if you were scrolling around your map and you hit the crosshairs, 
it's going to center the crosshairs, uh, your dot right where you're at, right where you're standing, and then you could hit add waypoint and it'd be all fine. But I move the map around too much on my phone, and so I don't want to take that chance. Always hit tools, mark my location. What that's going to do is no matter where you have scrolled on the map, that's going to add a waypoint where you are standing. Now, if you drive half a mile away and you know exactly where you set that trap and you don't want to forget and you don't want to drive back, you can zoom in and scroll over and you can tap that spot on the screen and you can mark that trap where it is, not where you're standing. That You can do that for add way, through add waypoint. Um, but it's not going to be as accurate as mark my location. Uh, somebody emailed me this week and I, I would recommend, James, that you... Uh, maybe contact Onyx if you're having a lot of problems with this, but he said that the waypoints were not, uh, he was having waypoints that were off by some distance in accuracy. And so I don't know whether James was making the same mistake that I have where you move the screen a little bit and you hit way, add waypoint instead of hitting mark my location, or if it was an issue with the accuracy of the phone's GPS. So uh, that that's something you want to, maybe look into a little bit more but uh, I will tell you once I figured out the whole mark my location thing I haven't had any issues with the accuracy of these these have been uh, sub 10 feet um, you know 10 feet or less uh, a lot of times three or four feet I mean I've had and maybe that's because the GPS on my phone is real good I don't know but uh, um, the other thing is maybe uh, your location and the aerial imagery are not lined up perfectly. So if you're using the aerial imagery, but you're actually meaning to um, to mar mark your specific location and you hit it on the imagery and it's off by 20 or 30 feet, maybe that's causing the issue. I really don't know. But uh, I will say that like I just zoomed into to my location and... Uh, the aerial imagery shows the fur shed, and it shows uh, pretty gosh darn close about f four feet away from where I'm sitting right now in the fur shed. It's kind of scary, actually, how accurate that is, and I'm inside a building. So <laughs> anyway, um, that that's how you mark a waypoint, and you have a, a lot of different options on, like I, like I said, what you want to use for an icon, what you want to use for color, and, and so on. But what that's going to do is that's going to show uh, exactly where that waypoint, that, that waypoint is going to always be on your map now, unless you tell it to go away. So you can delete it, or what I would recommend is if you don't want it there, you can turn it off. So, uh, the, again, back to that bottom screen where you had tools, where you're able to hit tools and uh, add waypoint or mark my location, which I would recommend. You can also add a photo. You can do a couple other things we'll talk about in a minute. But if you want to manage these waypoints, if you're like me, you're going to have a lot of waypoints, a lot of different trap lines. They can get easily confused from year to year or whatever. You need to go to My Content. Right in the center of that bottom toolbar, go to My Content. And this My Content is where you house all of your waypoints, your tracks, and your lines, and anything else that you make uh, that you mark up in OnX. So, waypoints, you tap on waypoints and it's going to show you uh, your, all your waypoints. Um, this will swing up from the bottom of the screen. And uh, 
there are a bunch of different options on displaying these waypoints. Now, I have the thing check the checkbox, and, and this is all toggle again. This is on off. Check the box, uncheck the box. And right now, I have them sorted from new to old. So you can you can sort your waypoints. There's just a drop down menu that you tap on, and it's going to say you can sort them new to old, old to new, ascending, um, letter number, descending, letter number. Um, and then you have a filter to uh, to further um, further filter out the waypoints that you want to look at and display. Uh, you can have filter by waypoint type, so you can only display all of your coyote waypoints, for instance, or waypoint color. Um, so I have also a box check that says only show content on map above, and that is if you want to um, to not messy up your your phone's ability to load and to load all these waypoints if you if if it's pushing your phone a little bit like it was with mine trying to load all your waypoints at once you check that box and it's only going to show what you can see on your screen at this moment so it's not uh, loading my waypoints that are 30 miles away in the woods because I don't have the screen zoomed out to their area right now um, I can exit out and I'm going to go back to where I'm zoomed into my house and I'm going to zoom out now that I zoom out, when I was zoomed in, I only had two waypoints showing on the map. Now I'm zooming out way out so I can see my trap line area from that's 30 miles away, 30, 40 miles away. And now I'm going to tap my content again. And I'm going to go into there to tap on all content. And I still have it checked only show content on map above. And that's where you're going to see all the waypoints that you can see in your active screen on the map. Um, you can uncheck that, and you can have all the waypoints showing all at once if if uh, you don't have issues with that. Um, but if you if you tap on on your content and say you tap on go to my content and go to your waypoints, it's going to show all your waypoints. And what you can do is just click or unclick the check boxes, and uh, you can you can add or remove waypoints from your map without deleting them if that makes sense right say you've got your say you trap one township and you have 150 waypoints on it and they're all from last year's trapping season and you don't want to have all those messed up because you're going to trap there again and you kind of want to have an idea of where you trapped last year but you you're marking new waypoints and you don't want this year's waypoints and last year's waypoints to confuse you. You can go into there and you can filter your waypoints out, and you can you can um, you can uncheck all the waypoints or the groups of waypoints that you do not want to show on your map. And sometimes this is actually easier just to pull up the web map and go go to that uh, with on your desktop computer. And because you got your mouse and you can sort at things out and you can check and uncheck boxes, um, but I guess what I'm saying is you there's no reason to ever have to delete a waypoint ever, or ever lose one. You can just turn them on and off at all times, and it just makes things so much nicer. You don't lose data, but you don't get overwhelmed by data. You can manage it more effectively. So that's managing waypoints. Now I want to move on to. Uh, to lines and area. So this is something you can save uh, lines in Onyx, uh, but I have never done it. I don't really 
personally see a reason to have to do it. So uh, it's not really something that I do. Uh, I do make a lot of lines. And the biggest reason that you you probably want to use lines is that is to measure distance. So you're in your Onyx app. You go down to that bottom uh, toolbar uh, where you have map layers, online maps, my content, tools, and tracking. Tap on tools. And you're going to have a bunch of icons that show up on tools. You have uh, mine right now. I have five different tools. Line distance, area shape, add photo, add waypoint, mark my location. Um, I'm going to tap on line distance. And what that's going to do is it's going to give you the ability to create a line from one point to another. And you decide where those points are going to be. And it's going to give you the measurement. So I say I want to know how far I have two traps uh, set, one on each end of this big long lake. And I'm going to tap one point where one of my waypoints is and one on the other waypoint. And that is automatically going to show up as a measurement. This is 5.29 miles. It shows up on the map. Um, and it shows up on the screen below. And you have the option to name this waypoint and to save it. Now, I'm not again, I'm not really sure why you'd need to save this line. Uh, uh, maybe if you if you have like uh, actually I take that back I have saved lines before because I have tried to make straight lines for my property boundaries because I was cutting I had a few unmarked boundaries that I was uh, I was trying to uh, to blaze and make sure that I stayed within the lines so I had two corner posts that I knew I knew where they were and I just used those locations of those two posts drew use the line tool to draw a straight line and I did save those lines so I have a few lines saved so that's one reason to save um, I don't know maybe you just want to have uh, a bearing on the direct line between two points and you want to use that to navigate later on um, and and try to stay as close maybe you're hiking through the woods and you want to stay as close to that line as possible that's that's a possibility but for the most part I'm just going to use this to measure distance. I get the distance and then I back out of it and hit discard and it's done. Uh, very similar with the other tool right next to the line distance is area shape. Now, if you want to know the size uh, of a property a landowner has, that's going to show up. So I'm going to zoom out. I'm going to go to an area. I Again, I'm in a unique place where I've got lots of woods, uh, unorganized townships. There's not a lot of landowner information or parcels in those areas, but I'm going to scroll over to the eastern part of where I live in the farm country so that we can pull up some uh, landowner parcels. And I'm going to zoom in give it a second to load here and we'll see what we have for landowner parcels. And when I click on a parcel where the data is available, it shows me the landowner's name and it shows the actual size of the parcel. Now, what if I want to know, say that land is half field and, and half woods, and I want to know the amount of field that's in that land. Uh, I'm going to use the tools and I'm going to tap on area shape. So tap the tools in the lower toolbar, tap on area shape, and that's going to give you a crosshairs again, and you are going to create a polygon. So you're going to create whatever shape you want. You trace that field. And so you just tap to drop a point. You go to your next corner. You tap, drop a point. Go to your next corner, tap, drop a point. And, and when you get three points dropped, it's already going to start showing you distances of each of those lines uh, uh, and, uh, and the acreage. 
and as you keep dropping points it's going to constantly adjust and update the distances and uh, the acreage I finally traced this field it looks like it's 92.01 acres and every line every straight line that's on there or most of them are showing me the distance in yards uh, of those lines so it, you can basically on the fly measure any shape of any area that you want whether that's a clear cut out in the woods whether that's a pond um, a piece of of land that you don't have the landowner data for a field uh, it's just just anything it's so so um, it, it takes it might take a little bit of getting used to you you'll want to practice a little bit with this uh, with, with these tools with the line distance and the area shape but uh, it's really once you get it figured out it's very very simple so now finally we want to talk about uh, tracks right so we've got the ability to mark waypoints and to manage those waypoints we have the ability to, to make lines and measure them and measure areas. Um, tracking is probably, uh, aside from waypoints, I think the most important feature of this app. And it might actually be the simplest. So on that bottom toolbar again, all the way to the right, you're gonna have a, a little square there that says tracking. You tap that. And tracking pulls up from the bottom screen. You can still see your whole map. And you have a big green button to tap start. And all you do is tap start. And instantly the track is beginning. And you have the time of the tracking. that, that The time that tracking has been going on. There's a constant time scale that's going to be counting up. The distance. It'll start out in yards. It'll change to miles. Um, and your speed. And so you just tap start and and all of a sudden you're being tracked. It's just like running a track on a GPS with more data. And it, it will, this will show up uh, on mine. It, it shows up as a blue dotted line on your map as you're going along. And so what I like to do is when I'm either setting up my trap line or uh, a lot of times it just, when, I'm, when I'm running the line, maybe the first time running the line, I will just uh, hit tracking and tap start when I when I get going at the beginning of the day when I get to my first trap, and that is going to run a track for everywhere that I went uh, throughout that day. It'll follow me um, driving on the roads, going from trap to trap, walking from the pickup to the trap location and back, um, and and everything, so you could see exactly where you've gone. Um, the reason that this is so um, ideal for for me is that uh, it, it I'm on a road system where I'm doing like 50 miles in a day and I'm going to dead end roads roads that will go two three miles and then stop and dead end and I'm going back and I'm going into different road systems and making a little cut across little loops and cutoffs and shortcuts and stuff and so the the, the logging roads where I Martin trap for instance are so complex that it can be very easy to forget which road you took, which road you skipped, and which turn, which direction you turned in. And so I'll run that track, and at the end of the day, I'll just hit stop tracking, and it stops, and hit save, and it'll save your track for that day the same place that it saves your waypoints. And just like your waypoints, when you get home, get back into cell service, 
that's automatic or if you're in cell service that's automatically uploaded to the web and you can view that track on the web or on your phone at any time you can turn it on turn it off um, there's actually the ability to trim tracks now if you do like me and you forget that you're still tracking and you get back on the main road and you you do 20 miles down the main road um, the paved road you really don't need that you can you can now uh, go back afterwards after you've saved that track and you can trim off that those sections so they don't add messiness to the track but but that's tracking just really simple and uh, the cool thing is you can see where you walked and maybe you, you go into an area and you walked around to to look for a trap that was a little bit harder to find and you can see exactly where you went when you found it or if you didn't find it you can see and you're tracking you can see where you've been walking so that you can avoid that and kind of hit the areas that that you didn't didn't uh, cover yet um, I can see that as pretty useful like when you're trapping with drags for instance so um, that's the tracking function and I think really that sums it up as far as using Onyx going from you know the basics of what this is how to get started how to use those base maps and the layers um, using it offline how to download your maps uh, doing your markups, your waypoints, lines, area, tracks, uh, getting on the web map and toggling back and forth. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, this can be as simple or as complicated as you want to make it. That's the beauty of it. Some people are going to buy this app and they're just going to use the landowner information and they're not going to do anything else. Some are going to buy it and they're just going to look at the aerial imagery and not do anything else. Some people, uh, like you, you notice with Pat Connolly, he uses, he got in deep and he just he spends a lot of time on it and and it's been very valuable to him to keep things organized on the trap line running you know hundreds and hundreds of waypoints and different color codes and pictures and symbols and and routes and tracks and everything else so so this can be simple this can be complex uh, really it's just uh, another way to use the uh, the power of technology to be more efficient and more effective on the trap line. And I hope that was helpful for you guys. And uh, I know it, maybe it was a little bit long winded and, and I uh, may not have covered it all. So if there's anything else that I didn't cover that you want to know more about, please send me an email jrodwood at gmail.com and I'll try to cover it again. The uh, promo code is trap T R A P. If you go to onxmaps.com, 20% off your first purchase. And I hope, that you guys find this as useful as I have. All right, take care, guys. Thanks. And now it is time for the Cots Bros message of the week. Use the code TREAT10, T-R-E-A-T, and the number 10 for 10% off any trap treatment at CotsBros.com. That includes KBL Quick Dye, Full Metal Jacket, Logwood Trap Dye, um, and white and black wax. And so any wet dye or wax or dip product that Cots Bros has, you're going to save 10% off. They are limited to the quantities that they have on hand. And so uh, stay tuned. This expires really soon. I think it might be the 1st of September. So uh, just um, keep that in mind. You'll want to order quick, but this is a great opportunity. If you're like me and you're maybe a little slow getting ready for the season, you haven't dyed or waxed your traps yet, uh, this is your chance to uh, order some of that product and get a little bit of, of a discount on it. Uh, KBL Quick Dye, if you're not familiar with it, is very similar to uh, Andy Stowe's Speed Dip. 
Um, I, I really haven't been able, I've used both and I've actually mixed them in the past. I haven't noticed any difference between the two. It's just basically a standard dip that you, uh, you add either kerosene or uh, gas to and mix that up and uh, dip your traps in it, let them dry out, give them plenty of time to air dry before the season so they get all the gas scent off of them. Uh, works really well, puts a good coating on the traps. Full metal jacket is the, um, the, the clear trap treatment that Clint Locklear came up with and I think FMT uh, carries it now. Uh, I've never used it, but um, it's it's kind of like floor wax. It's that sort of consistency. Uh, puts a puts a tough coating on trap on traps. The logwood dye is just your standard crystals, the old school stuff that people have been using for decades and decades. And the tried and true, I I use that for a lot of my coyote traps. Um, then yeah, any wax they they've got uh, they've got any those those blocks of wax that you can use to to uh, melt down and dip your traps in. So check them out, cotsbros.com, the promo code TREAT10 at checkout to save 10% off of any of those products. Thanks again, guys. It's great to have you listen to the podcast. And until next time, keep on talking trapping, keep on thinking trapping. We'll catch you on the next episode.